You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Welcome, Welcome to the Smoking Word. What's up, party people? The Smoking Word podcast is always brought to you by CasaTheRock.com. You want to support the show? You want to keep hearing more content? Go there and cop some merch. We have a lot of stuff there, a lot of caps, shorts, and T-shirts for, for his and hers. And also, you can follow me at HoyerRock357. We'll keep you up to date on everything Smoking Word, everything Casa the Rock, and everything Madball. You can also catch us on Apple Music and Spotify, so there's no excuse. Go out there, subscribe, rate it, leave a comment. We, we want to hear from you. You can also email us at thesmokingwordpodcast at yahoo.com. If you want any questions, if you just want to show some love, if you want to shout your people out, that's the spot to go. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you want to hear. And we want to hear if you like what you're hearing. Also, today we have a very special guest, my old friend, the voice behind VOD, the voice behind Blood Simple, my man Tim. Let's set this off. There you go. I hear you now, bro. What's going on? Timmy, Tim, Tim. What up? How you doing, man? Good. Fine. Good to see you, man. It's been a while. When, when's the last time I saw you? Or we saw each other? <laughs> it's been a long, long time. I'm not really sure. Uh, I remember I'm... one of the last times was in Europe, but I don't know if that was literally the last time I saw you with, um, with, with Blood Simple. You remember it was in... That was definitely, that was a long time ago, but there was definitely, well, I think it was, we did Australia with us, you oh, guys. Yeah, yeah that was after, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot that about like, that. That was like 2012 or something like that. A little a little while ago, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. How, even that's a while, yeah, damn, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was, I got amped when I saw you guys, when the band popped up online, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, you know, uh, Fleischman, he does a lot of that stuff. And I guess he was uh, either either he was bored or something, but he started to uh, launch another um, another thing, I guess, Instagram or something like that. And uh, yeah, he's he's very, very good at that stuff. So he's been doing some great posts. Yeah, no, but that was um, it was good because um, your band, like I was telling you before, I was like, yo, you know, your band had its own lane and it's and you guys disappeared you know for a while and it and to see you pop up it, it gave a little bit of a fresh air that's why i jumped on it i said yo I, oh we got to talk because i know you've been doing the whole family thing and working and all you guys running bars or restaurants and <laughs> and freaking x-ray machines and whatnot <laughs> but i was like um i got amped when i saw it because i was like um We'll get into it. I wasn't sure. I was like, yo, are these guys, you know, getting the itch again? And I know you guys are music guys in general. Yeah, so absolutely. You know, there's always an itch. You know, yeah. it just uh it really depends what we're willing to do and what we're willing to take, you know. Um, there was definitely some chatter going on, needless to say, before the whole corona thing. 
and then the COVID thing hit. Now it's just there's no reason for a band like in like a band like us to even bother doing anything right now. You know? Hold up, hold up, hold on. Let me be the guy to tell you. I don't want to hear that shit. If anything, this is the time to start. Like, look at the minute I saw that shit, I jumped at you. I said, yo, I hit the boys up to say what's up because it was good to see you guys pop up. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think my opinion, it's a perfect time, especially for a band like you guys. Like, it's a breath of fresh air and a band that I think has a, a sound that hangs right now. Right, right. That's you know cool. What I mean? That's what I was telling you. And I was, when I saw that shit, I said, oh, I, I could feel the itch on these guys. <laughs> there's all, like I said, there's always an itch. And we're all still pretty close. We all talk a lot and stuff like that. Um, the drummer, Brendan, yeah. one of our best friends, he, you know, he, he's tough to pin down for various reasons. Yeah. And uh, it really, a lot of the conversations that arise is... Do we really want to go around getting other musicians and shit, or we just gonna kind of wait till everybody comes around and wants to just do do some exclusive shows? You know, that's that's pretty much where it's at. Whether or not we'd start writing and do another record, we'd have to sit down and talk all about that. You know, um, yeah, we did that last one. We did raise to the ground a couple of years ago, and seemed like a lot of people dug it. And uh, we did some shows and some minor touring off of it. It was good. You know, it was cool. Yeah, now, I mean, now we have all the time in the world, so you could kind of wait it out and, you know, guys yeah. can start building music and all that shit. And that's the thing with you guys that um, all you guys were real players. And so all you guys were always writing and shit. Right. Busy. So that's why I knew it was like you. I know you again, like you one of the, you're a bunch of those guys that love making music. So yeah. I know it wasn't just to throw it together because you were like, you know, fuck it. People are playing shows. Let's throw it together. I know. Guys yeah. wanted to get get off a little, you know. Yeah, if anything, we'd rather just write write the music and put it out and play as <laughs> play out as little as possible. <laughs> I know. I wish I could do that. Unfortunately, my kids won't eat unless I play. But I would be on that same boat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, so how, well, how long has it been since the, your 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 last anything? The last, you know, last playing the last VOD show. It might be going on. It's going to be uh, – it's, it's pathetic to say this. This might be as long, but almost two years. Because I know December 8th, not this one, the one before we played our last – it wasn't announced. It wasn't our last show. We never say that. We're not into that. And who knows if it's – I never say never, you know. But that was the last time we played. We played some small – what was it, the Kingsland or something like that yep. in Brooklyn? It's a yep. small venue. But it was fucking awesome. We packed it out. Kids with bananas. Very old school vibe. You know, the stage is like, what, two feet off the floor. And yep. I don't even know if there was a barricade. There might have been. I don't remember. We did that. And then a little before that, we did Mokegi's out on Long Island with Life of Agony. Yeah. That was an amazing show. Like, you know, I was very skeptical about playing uh, Mokegi's. Not really a venue for us. High stage, bar yeah. barricade. But it was fucking packed, and it was it was a great show. And uh, you know, before that, I think before that we did some Europe shit. So you know, we were doing some stuff, you know. Yeah. But uh, we just don't we don't do that much. We don't. A, I don't want to play it out. You know, I don't think we're a band that's gonna go back out on tour full time anymore. Yeah. And you know, we don't we don't really want to play it out. So we kind of pick and choose our battles. And uh, 
we've had some offers, but for some reason or another, we just didn't want, we just, we weren't going to do them, you know? So yeah. we're, we're, I know I talked to my booking agent a lot because I got some other shit going on and he's always like, just tell me when you guys want to play. I can put you guys out whenever, you know, people still ask about you guys all the time. You know, it's just, uh, you know, not that I'm just talking to you, but if the, if the right opportunity was to come across the table, and everything lined up, we'd go out and do it, you know? But it just, it just has to be right. You know, everybody, like well, you said. I, I'm going to throw know, this with, out right now. If you guys do anything, you got to jump on the black and blue bowl. We, we that's, yeah. I, you know, Freddie and Cuz, that's their thing. But I'm like a guy who throws names behind the scenes. Right. You, so you might be getting a, a kite from <laughs> one of us to be like, yo, what's up? We need you on the black and blue or one of these <laughs> New York shows. I, I think years and years ago, one of VOD's first shows back was, I don't know if you guys were called Black and Blue Bowl then, maybe you were, or it was just the Super Bowl, but it was, we're going to go back, maybe 2010, maybe earlier, maybe 2008, because I think Blood Simple was still going then, and we did, we did one of those Super Bowls, and it was awesome. Yeah. It was at a venue in the city, I can't remember what venue Yeah, it was yeah, at. I think I remember when it might have still been on the west side, but right. Um, right. Nah, yeah. you got... You guys, again, in a way, that's what made it good that, you know, um, you guys in the later years would do, you you didn't over-fucking-play yourselves out. You know, you right. would pick a couple of shows, which was always kind of in general. I mean, you guys got to do some big tours. We'll get into that and all that shit. But you guys pick your your, your punches better. And, and, and I always like that because it's smart, you know, and also not like... You know, you 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 know, you, you make people um fiend for it, and the the people that really want to see you guys kind of right. keep up to date to try to catch you guys. Yeah, but, um, yeah. But the, the, well, I know a lot of your history, but there's yeah. a lot of newer kids that follow us and and to check this out, and they love your band, but they didn't they don't get to talk to Timmy Tim. You know <laughs> what I mean? They don't get the Kennedys and the Wombats <laughs> and the fucking and all you motherfuckers. But um, where you at? You're still on the island. No, I haven't been. I haven't been on the island in like twenty years. Oh, yeah, you in the city? Yeah, I forgot you were in the city, right? Yeah, I lived in the city for a while. Then I was out in Brooklyn, and believe it or not, I have made my home the fucking Bronx, bro. That's oh, where I'm at. oh shit, the book. <laughs> oh, down. The yeah, bridge. a lot of people are. A lot of people are ending up there for you know in the Bronx. Yeah, over the bridge, over the bridge, and not so far away. But uh, yeah, I'm up in the Bronx. I love it. You know, uh, uh, bought a house up here about four years ago. You know, Brooklyn, we couldn't afford anything there. It's getting too busy, and uh, I needed a little more space. You know, so uh, yeah, we found something up in in the Bronx, and we love it. It's fucking Mm. a great place to live. You know, I know it gets a lot of heat because you know a lot of the press that comes out in the Bronx is usually bad. But it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing like that, man. It's it's a great place to live, man. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, definitely. I want to say even this parts of the Bronx are probably are some of the few places that still have that old New York flavor still. That like neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, you know? that, my neighborhood I would say is one of them. It really hasn't changed much. It's kind of quiet. You know, you go across the highway and you could it'll be loud. But uh, where we're at it's it's pretty quiet. I'm right by Pelham Bay Park. Oh, and uh, I'm in there every fucking day, running, riding, just hanging out, you know, and uh, it's it's a great place to live. And, you know, if you want to get anywhere, you could get anywhere. You know, yeah. you're still in the city. I could be downtown in, in, in less than a half hour on a good day. Yeah, and no, for I'm sure. Because, you know, I still got friends and family out there. 
that's even easier. Coming, coming, going along Island from Brooklyn was absolutely. It's a absolutely. Nightmare. I know you Out. come up the other, the other from Long Island. You come up along the side. You go right up to the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. So right over the Thrive Neck Bridge, and I'm out there, and uh, yeah, you know. So we're we're good up here. You know, everything's great. You know, I can't complain. Good shit. I want to take it a little bit back for some of these young guns out there. You know, um, you guys again. Long Island also had a lot of history in music in general, and. Sure. And you guys came up at a, again, like, it's funny because um, some people talk about Madball and they're like, um, oh, old school, old school, which I don't consider us old. We've been around a while, but, you know, old school is some older guys and whatever. And whatever, exactly. And what in our generation, if it's the second, third wave or or whatever it be, you guys came up right around the same time, a little bit right after, but it was at the time when, the scene was dead, but it was starting to repop. It very, was starting very, to pop, you know. Yeah, and yeah. you guys were the long, the voice of Long Island. We were, we were lucky. Uh, I don't, you know, you know, you you've been a musician for a long time. You know, half of music, more than anything, it's all about timing and yeah. luck. You know, yeah. that's that's what it is. You might write the best fucking music ever, but a lot of it takes luck and timing. And uh, for VOD, it was timing. I don't know how. You know, we kind of swung our way in there to the Long Island scene. But, you know, it was a very exciting time. And it's great to be talking to you guys because, you know, again, I'm just talking to you. But Madball is one of my favorite hardcore bands mm-hmm. out there. And I'm not just saying that because I'm no, talking to you. You know, it's just it really is when uh, B.O.D., you know, we started off in like, I, I don't know how long you want to go into this, but we'll just get yeah. we'll No, get go. Started. That's what I wanted to go. I wanted to go from the beginning and, and school these people. So okay. I know what time it is. So like 93, you know, VOD started in a garage somewhere around 92, late 92. We weren't really VOD yet, but me, Kennedy, and Baumbach were in a garage with another drummer writing music. And it was very different, but we were, we were together. And it started to grow, you know, maybe 93, it started to pick up a little bit. And then we, we were more of like a metal-y band. You know, like we had some metal we had some melody because I had a lot of like Doors influence. So I sung, yeah. which I don't know how it just kind of happened. And uh, we were heavily into a lot of metal. So there was a lot of screaming. And um, we had also, we had a lot of double bass, which to me just, it just was a little medley, you know? And uh, I remember we were also starting to get into like disciplinary action. I don't, you know, that band. Of course. One of my other favorite classics. They catch a lot of heat or whatever, but they were great as hardcore. But uh, Madball, DA, Early Life Bagony, Biohazard, like all this shit was being rammed down on. We were really starting to get into it out there. And uh, why I bring this up, you, like we are sick of it all, Crow Mags, and a lot of it, you know, really getting into the story. A lot of these albums were coming from Mike's older brother, Doug Kennedy. Oh. And he was throwing these albums out. Yo, you got it. You got You like this. You got to hear the Chromag. You never heard the Chromags. Listen to this shit. <laughs> never heard AF. Listen to this shit. And I always, I listened to it. I liked it, but I never really do, like dove into it for whatever the reasons. But when I heard Madball, I was like, who the fuck is this? Because this is fucking really, I really fucking like this. And I can still remember. You know, on Long Island, you drive cars. Everybody yeah. <laughs> goes subway. You know, so where I can still remember being on like certain streets, having uh, 
dropping many suckers blasting on the fucking radio. You know, yeah, that seven inch was really, really big for me in my life. Uh, it still is. I still go back and listen to it, you know, oh, and sure, uh, cool. I remember, you know, speeding up just for a quick second, being out on the road doing really big blood simple tours. And I was kind of in this zone because we were torn for years, gone, like gone. And uh, I was getting a little homesick and I put on fucking dropping many suckers. And like, <laughs> just fucking, I was working out in like a semi truck that day, yeah. <laughs> fucking listening to this fucking, and I was just brought back. And I, 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 I just, I even approached the show differently that night. It really resonated with me. And I remember texting Warren Lee being like, you gotta get, just get a message to Freddie. I just listened to his record, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, kind of in a, in, a, in, a, in a weird place and it made me feel really fucking great. It made me feel like home and, you know, Blood Simple was obviously more metal oriented. You know, I just want those guys to know wherever we go, we're always flying that hardcore flag. Hell and he, yeah. must sent, he must have sent that to Freddie because a couple of days later, I got a text back from Freddie or from Warren quoting whatever. Yeah. But a very nice text, you know, that they got it. And that was great to say. And uh, yeah, it's and just, you know, Madball was instrumental, man. And that's so, dope, like, man. you know, it's just, it's, it's just, you guys are uh, phenomenal. And, 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 I, and it's dope because I know we had a lot of, we have a lot of history with doing some of your first runs together <laughs> going on the road. And, yeah. and, and, and shout out to Warren because, you know, Warren was the one who flew the VOD flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, from his email rickets to everything. That's, you know, I was like, what is this? And he's like, you know, VOD, you know, everything was VOD. And, and that was one of the things that I liked about you guys, that the, 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 the ingredients were in a different way. Like you said, you guys came up, you know, more on a metal tip and it wasn't, it wasn't, the old school thrash stuff, it was a little bit more the newer metal. Well, it ain't new now, but at the right. time. And then the hardcore influences came. And yeah. I always knew that early on that even from, you know, again, I, I, I always loved metal. And I love the attitude, you know, I love the, the musicianship of metal and the attitude of hardcore. So I try to bring it in. Right. When you guys came in, you brought in that, that metal that was, it was more advanced. Right, and yeah. it was, and that's the shit that I liked that I remember it stuck out like, you know, the newer bands that were coming out, but it was coming out of our world and you guys could all fucking play. That was the one thing I, I saw from Jump. I was like, man, this dude could really scream. He could really sing. They could really play right. guitar. They could play drums. I was like, fuck, man, we got to work now. You know, <laughs> these guys are making us work. But yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't know it came. That's cool. It came from Kennedy's older brother then, the more. A lot of, a lot of the, a lot, I just remember. A lot of the records and a lot of the influences early on were from him throwing us records and stuff like you got to hear this. Even like you know, just to he would even be like, "You never heard of fucking Soundgarden? What the <laughs> yeah, fuck is yeah. the matter with you? You got to Or he would say stuff like, "You guys got to get a fucking a band name like Soundgarden. You got to be a cool <laughs> name or something." Man. So stuff like that. And his brother was he was he was a cool guy. He's uh, that's a cool. Individual, that's cool. That. And, and let me yeah, ask yeah. you this. When, when you guys started jamming, all right, the name, first of all, who came up with the name? How did that come up? Kennedy found it in a high school fucking book. He went to high school? We, we, we went to high school, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, so he found it in a book because I was wondering. And when, when you guys, did you ever think, you know, we, we, you know, you started a couple of bands since, so we've all been in different bands, you know, since our first bands. Oh. Were, were, did you 
did you guys have an idea of what VOD wanted to be, or you kind of just it became what it was, and then you drove the car? We had we had a desire, obviously. You know, from from that point, who knew what the fuck we were gonna do? That was so early in, but uh, we had the desire and the drive to take it all the way. We knew we wanted to go out on the road. We knew we wanted to get signed. We we yeah. knew it. We knew, we we felt that. We knew we weren't just gonna. Uh, yeah, it was never a thought that we were just gonna kind of do this fun. You know, it was uh, it was right on. And yeah. uh, you know, like I said, a lot of it was timing like we came out of the garage we did that first demo we didn't fucking know what the fuck was gonna happen with that you know in the beginning we played like clubs like hammerheads which small club on long island we played like that was like the first couple of places we played were like hammerheads some other place called the dry rock cafe where it was basically shows that your friends came and you had yeah. like a couple of uh a couple of the guys in the other bands bought their friends. So they'd be like 50 or 60 people, but the shows were pretty damn good. And it was weird because the club promoters were coming right up to us. When are you guys coming back? You got to come back. You got to come back. It was, it was kind of cool. It wasn't, it was, they were very receptive. And uh, of course they wanted us to sell tickets, but whatever. And then lo and behold, and I always tell this story because it's very important. Somehow, because there was a Long Island scene kind of going on at this point that we were not a part of. We were a metal band, like I yep. said, doing shows with our friends and it was kind of starting to spread. And we were starting to listen to a lot of hardcore, like we were into it. And um, this band, Loyal to None from Long Island, I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they were a pretty big Long Island band, whatever. And Brian, the drummer, and I think the singer came to the show. And they were the first hardcore kids to come and see us. And we were nice. like, whoa, we went up to them afterwards and we kind of talked to them. And then, you know, we started, they, they said, you guys should come play. We can maybe talk to some people. And then uh, <clears throat> I think we played, somebody started getting us over to the Angle, which is a big Long Island. I remember that. Rock club, uh, yep. Hotel Leningrad, the Angle. We used to go there in high school and just get fucking wasted and jump around like <laughs> mosh, like ministry. And, yeah, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> like fucking... I don't know who else. It was weird. Enter Sandman and shit. It was the weird. The angle. You know? I, I forgot all about that spot. I remember <laughs> the angle. Yeah. So we, we um, there were definitely some hardcore bands played there, like Neglect, DA. I don't know if you guys played there or not. I uh, think so, but yeah. I've been there for sure. Yeah, Mind Over Matter. Like it was a, definitely the hardcore at It Club at that moment. And somehow we wound up getting onto a decent sized bill. Cause now they, the Long Island kids started to hear about us. That demo started getting out there and people started showing up. And uh, I, I can't remember exactly. It might've been neglect. I can't remember who played that show, but then that was it. We, we went up there and we fucking destroyed that place. And it, we started to get a lot more offers after that. You know, that was still pretty early. So we went and did a lot of right track shows. And then slowly, we started making our way into the city and now we're in a whole different fishbowl. Yeah. You know, he's young. I, I don't know. I, I might've been, and this is before we had flights. This is just when we were a four piece before a bass player. We probably, I thought it was cool. Cause it was like the doors, the doors didn't yeah. have a bass player, but it sounded fucking terrible, Everybody you know? needs a bass player. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're now we're starting to creep in. And uh, our first show in the city was the Bond Street. And um, I distinctly remember Warren be there. 
I remember uh, his, you know, Royce was there. Of course. And we thought it was, you know, with Warren and Royce, it was funny because we had a Korean friend uh, named Chris who we thought they all looked exactly alike. So we were just kind of laughing about that. And then, you know, we slowly, Royce was always very, very quiet, but Warren was very outgoing. And yep. so, lo and behold, we started to, you know, we, I, we played that night. It was pretty cool. You know, it was kind of scattered. I can't remember who we played with, but, uh, you know, we started, we started with the Bond Street, and then we played ABC No Rio, and, you know, things started to happen, you know? And then um, out on Long Island, now it's starting to thrive, you know? Like, we're slowly stabbing into the city, but we're not, we're not quite there yet. We're kind of just testing the waters, loading the amps in the car, playing for maybe 20 people on a Thursday night, you know, whatever. We didn't get beat up or killed. So far, so good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so... Now we start creeping, you know, Long Island starts to get bigger. The scene's starting to grow. We're starting to get bigger. And now we're slowly, we did a split seven inch with uh, a couple of guys with Loyal to None, which brought us more into the hardcore realm out there. I think that song DTO was on it. A lot of kids really dig that song. And, uh, you know, the shit starts popping. We're doing the right track in. And now, you know, uh, Rick to Life is starting to get involved. And back then, Rick was, was uh, you know, whatever you want to say, he was really very good at getting bands together, putting shows together, the publicity, you know, he had that, he was good at that. And he, honestly, I still remember now that we're talking, all these memories are coming back. He was the one that got us on that fucking that what is it that 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 hardcore compilation? Yeah, yeah that was that became I know that that that, that video it's it's a you know it's a it's a it's a I know which one you're talking about. That's a you I think you were on the cover or one of these New York's hardest. That's yeah. what it was called. New York's the, the, hardest. A lot of bands were on it, and uh, we recorded two tracks. I think we might be the first song on the fucking thing. We. Never knew any of that was gonna happen. We go to this fucking studio, Big Blue Meanie, out in yep. Jersey. The guy's got the half the studio in his basement. It's like opening yep. up the fucking space shuttle. And he goes down. We're like, what the fuck? What is this place? And, and uh, yeah. you know, we end up tracking these songs. And then I get that phone. I'm pretty sure I don't want to quote it, but I think we wound up being the first song on that thing. And that was big because that yeah. that thing kind of went everywhere. A lot of people dug that song and. Now all of a sudden we're on like we're like the first track on some giant fucking hardcore compilation, you know, and uh, things are really starting to turn for us and we're starting to get bigger. And this kind of brings us now into the Roxy, which I guess was the, was Sundance at some point. Yeah. Now the Roxy was a big ass for anybody who doesn't know is a big ass club, a rock club out in Huntington, and Frank Cariola ran it, and he was really. He got a lot of national acts there. Typo negative, fucking, uh, uh, he got everybody. I got a scar, I don't know if you can see, on my head from the Biohazard show that happened, one of the 10,000 Biohazard shows that happened at the Roxy. Some dude flipping off the fucking stage, cracked me right in the fucking head. My fucking face is bleeding. And I'm still standing. I wouldn't move. And you, know, I don't know about, you remember SIB, Archie? Of course, of course. Rest in peace, my brother. Yeah, 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 rest in peace. He fucking looks over at me. He's a pretty intimidating guy. Yo, man, your fucking head's bleeding. You're <laughs> here. And I was just like, no, I ain't, I ain't, you know, I ain't moving. My fucking head's like fucking bleeding. Yeah. But, uh, so 
Yeah, that was that's that's some funny history right there. Yeah, yeah. no, and I and I remember them. You guys, I think you on the cover of the video. You know, there was uh, the one video that got around that had you guys, us, right. a bunch of you know playing Coney Island or some shit. You know, it was yeah, one of those yeah. things. The Coney Island days are coming. I haven't gotten to that. Oh yet. yeah, <laughs> that was the Frank Pavage like hardcore video, right? Yeah, and yep. I, yeah, I remember Isaac's on it, Freddie's on it, everybody's on it. I think Kennedy's on it mowing his lawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Yo, Kennedy, I need Kennedy to come mow my lawn. Where you at, Kennedy? He'll do it. He'll just hire somebody. Yeah, I know you're not. <laughs> but yeah, but, no, uh, that crazy. Yeah, yes. So we're like, Carriol is getting all these, you know, we played there. We would play, I remember this. This is funny. We set up, me and Derek from Neglect set up Strong Island 94. We got a ton of fucking... Long Island hardcore bands, any bands we could fucking imagine. And we set up this uh, Sunday matinee at, at the Roxy, and it was a big blowout. Lots of people came. It was a crazy fucking show. So we were doing stuff like that. We were starting to become very active. The SFT 7-inch came out. It threw my eyes on it. Yep. You know, I, re I, remember, I remember, you know, I tell this, because you were asking, did, were we determined that we had a fire? We had a fire. And we were being influenced by a lot of people. You know, now we're more on a hardcore level. The metal has kind of weaned its way. You know, we still like it, but it's not really a heavy influence at this point. And uh, Earth Crisis, boom, puts out fucking Firestorm, that crazy fucking seven inch. And yeah. we were listening to it in the car being like, we got to fucking, we, like you guys were saying, we got to put out something sick. This <laughs> yeah. is amazing. We got to put out something better. Like, we got to do something. Like, we can't put shit out yeah and you know we're struggling like what songs are we gonna put on this seven inch and i know we put like beneath the green watch out through my eyes was the big and choke those two songs really big songs for vod and uh so we're out there the, the things are cooking and frank's he sees us play and he decides every national act that comes through we're putting you guys on the bill so we're getting in front of motorhead's crowd which Amazing. you know whatever but, no, but still, that look is amazing. Yeah, Motorhead, Typo Negative, Life Agony when they're starting to cross over, but they're still big, Biohazard, and then a big one was Machine Head. So Rob Flynn fucking sees us. And he was like, yeah. this band's fucking sick. Who the fuck are these guys? And he's he's very big in press. He talks, and he's, he's, he's good, you know? And uh, But the really big show, and then this is a famous VOD, Long Island history, you know, we started doing little shows. You know, the shows are getting bigger. We're selling out the Right Track Inn. And, uh, and we might have did some smaller shows at the PWAC. But then all of a sudden, I remember getting a phone call from Frank Cariola, the guy who runs uh, the Roxy. He's like, Tim, I got a fucking good one for you. I, I really hope you can do it. Corn is coming in. No opening bands. Just fucking you guys. Can you fucking please? I think, I think you really need to do this. We're like, uh, yeah, we'll fucking yeah. be there. So it's like corn and us, and we're pretty big, you know. We're, this is later, you know. We're we're doing we're coming up on the first record, you know. And uh, that show was in. This is when corn they exploded. CasaRock.com, home of that fly DIY. You want to support the show? Go cop some merch right now. We got a lot of new t-shirts, shorts, and caps available. Welcome, Everything welcome. is made in-house by your boy on the spot. So show some love. Support the movement. CasaTheRock.com is the spot.
not yet. They're still just yeah. riding in one bus, but they're just knocking people out. It's like Adidas fucking yeah. everywhere. They were the new face of metal at the time, for they're sure. The new face. They're still climbing, but they're destroying everybody. So it's us and them at the Roxy. Needless to say, the fucking lines are wrapped around the fucking building. We get on, destroyed it, did fucking... It was an amazing show. It was an amazing night. You know, it was sick. It was something that you kind of dream of, you know? Yeah. And then a couple of, like, whatever, a month later, we show up to do a PWAC show, which was a, a venue out on the island. It was kind of like a big-ass warehouse. You know, up until then, we were doing skate parks, small clubs, 100, 200 people. You know, maybe we were doing, we were probably getting into the city, doing stuff. But uh, we showed up to that show, and we couldn't fucking believe it again. There was a line. Now it's our show. We're headlining. There's a fucking line around the goddamn building. Could not believe it. It was crazy. And there was probably 2,000 people at that show. Yeah. Cr- Island band who was not signed. That shit doesn't happen. And, we uh, had a great show with you at the PWAC. I think it was yeah, the PWAC. Yeah, that, that was crazy. We did that. And then Howie Abrams, who we all know. What's up, Howie? Howie. Signed you guy. I don't know if he signed you. But yep. He, yep. He, he signed Mad Ball like two, three times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, him and Ray Capo from Shelter, they started giving us like, we played, now we're playing in Pennsylvania. We're playing out of state. We did a show with Shelter out at the Mantis Green out in Scranton. And uh, he comes up to us after the show. Yo, I got this label. We really would love to get you guys on it. And we're like, all right, sounds great. So basically him and Howie are the ones who signed us to Roadrunner. And that show we did with you guys, I'm pretty sure, was another one that was packed out. Probably goes yeah, fans, but insane. Show we might have got signed off of. So yeah, got, it was a huge started. show. It was a huge show, yeah. and I remember you guys. We had a great show. You guys, I remember, killed it. And I remember it was like a big one. And for like yeah. even for us who was already playing, we even felt like, oh, this is a big show. It was a good. It was insane. It's probably online somewhere. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forget. I know. That's what I was going to get into, how you guys signed to Roadrunner. I didn't know Ray had something to do with it. Now I'm kind of remembering his imprint on it. But I didn't yeah. know he was one of the guys that kind yeah, of, he, you know. Yeah, he walked us in the door to Howie. It was definitely Ray. Wow. Like I said, uh, you know, now we're bigger. You know, people know, you know, the, the buzz is out there, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And uh, we're starting to get offers, and we don't know really what we're going to do. And um, Ray started knocking on our door. And like I said, we played. There was, I don't know, you remember that venue up in Scranton, the Mantis Green? A lot of yeah. people. It was CC's. CC's. CC's, yeah, yeah. You know, CC's was fucking awesome. And then uh, uh, the Mantis Green, which was run by a couple of people. And it was good. So we played there with him. And yeah, he was the one that started calling us. Started, you know, he started taking us, take, taking us out to dinner. Yeah. And, you know, we went to his apartment. <laughs> you know, we got to kind of know him. Walked us into Roadrunner. And now, you know, now it's like La La Land. You think you're going to, you think this is it. You think, yep. you know, yep. you think oh, yeah, yeah. Done. You know, Howie Abrams got his, he's in there. You're meeting Scott Gibbon. You're meeting all these people. And I think, you know, every time we went there in the beginning, it always seemed like there'd be some rock star there. Like, I remember Cav- Max Cavallaro was there. We were like, yeah. holy shit, this is insane. Yeah, we're definitely going to you guys, you know. Yeah, well, you know, Madball signed with Roadrunner because, we were like, yeah, it's the biggest metal label. We don't care what it is. We'll sign it. And, you know, it must be good. You know, yeah. they got exactly. They got fucking Sepultura. They got machine. Yeah. All right, fuck it. We're, we signed a contract that our lawyer was a, plum, a, lum, uh, a lawyer who does plumbing, you know, 
lawyer work for like buildings. We didn't even right. have a real music lawyer, but we were like, fuck it, Roadrunner's popping. We, we're in, you know what I mean? I know, and, and then that Roadrunner was Roadrunner. You know, that was the metal. It's like what Nuclear Blast is now, you know, yeah. for metal. Roadrunner was the shit, you know. Yeah, if you on road, it was the Def Jam of fucking yeah. for metal and was, hardcore. It was, it was great, you know. We loved how we, you know, we were we were being, you know, look, we were kids from Long Island. Things things were happening. The band was fucking huge. You know, it was crazy, and literally, yeah. again, we were young. You know, I know Freddie was real young too, but like. Yep. I was like, I think I was 20 years old, dude. Like, I wasn't, we weren't even 21 yet. This kind of I shit know. And, I know. Uh, you know, so yeah, we get signed to, that. that's basically the run up to how we got signed. We did, we did do, I think Roadrunner might have paid for a demo because now we're starting to get into like more, we wrote a couple of songs that would ultimately wind up on the first record. Mm-hmm. And we did this demo, this three song demo. It, it might have been two songs. It had Element. 666 I I can't remember if there was another song but whatever I know for a fact there were those two songs and uh they came out sick it came out really good we were we went out to legend studios a small studio out on long island there classic guy, studio yeah he engineered it for us and we were just we were in that track and it it just sounded fucking amazing the guy was just like this shit's awesome mailed it off to Howie we did that he brought a bunch of people to that show at the PWAC and that was it. You know, we got signed and uh, that we were unleashed on the world. Yeah. And it, so, that was great. That was, you know, again, but you guys had the perfect um, ingredients, especially for Roadrunner. And at that time where hardcore was popping and now hardcore was also, it wasn't just the old school minor threat sounding type band. It was right, also right. that, you know, I don't like calling it crossover, but it had the metal influence, the more technical, you had technical bands and, raw band you know and it was um but we you guys were still a hardcore band you know with a more metallic sound you guys you guys came you like you just described even though starting out more as a metal influenced band you guys the world that we came up in is the same the the you know the the fucking um the bond streets the wetlands the coney island highs you know that's the bands in our world that's the special thing about hardcore was metal metal has a battle of the band scene, and then the next thing is doing a big place. There's no yeah. middle ground. You know, hardcore had the, the, the smaller venues and where you could, you know, sharpen your swords. Like, a band like Candiria, shout out to Candiria, same thing with them, why, how they ended up in the hardcore scene. They were a de- black metal band, death metal yeah. band, but they there's no you. scene for that unless you were a top-tier guy. Yeah, but right. you're like, yo, I could get on this hardcore show for the next six months I could play every week if I want every and then week. hardcore is you know again luck and timing like you said the scene was kind of dead and it was starting to come back same thing out on Long Island yep. and it's just hardcore is such an amazing breeding ground for like aspiring artists you know if you fit if you could fit in you know yeah like you said Pandaria love them we did tons of fucking shows with those guys a very different flavor, you know, exactly. those guys, but they had, they had something that the, the, the hardcore community can grab onto. They were honest about it. Exactly. They were one of the sickest drummers to ever get on stage. The whole band yeah. could rock, they were, you know? They, they were, they, that's hardcore is just, it's got that element. Like you said, metal is different. You know, I've played a lot of, I've played a lot of metal shows. Yeah. 
They're amazing, but they're completely they're completely different. So you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. That we're gonna go into that because that's the thing about the cool thing about where you guys how you guys came up and where you ended up going with it because you guys started crossing over. So you right. dropped the first record and you know, you had, you ended up getting um, Phil to uh, Pantera to jump on your record, yeah, you know, yeah, which well. I know, which I know he, he was a big fan of the band and you know, he has his hardcore roots with, you know, loving uh, certain old bands. Absolutely. How did that, how did that whole shit fall into place? Like how well, did that, that come up? And that's when Pantera was popping. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fucking crazy. So it all came out of, uh, you know, like you said, we signed, <clears throat> we recorded the first record, we started doing tours. Uh, we we did our first tour with you guys. It was like a two week run yep. uh, out to, uh, I think it went as far out as um, the fuck is that state, Michigan, and then you know we went back and did up and down the East Coast. It was awesome, you know, some great memories from that. And uh, <clears throat> but. Um, we, we went to Europe with Sick of It All. So now we're on the touring circuit. We're out there. People are starting to recognize us. We're doing national you know, tours. And then a big, big offer came through through our management as we got on to the OzFest. And uh, that, was the, that was the first OzFest that was ever a tour. That was, before that, it was just like two or three shows. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't the tour. And uh, it was a full-on fucking tour around the fucking states. I don't know how many goddamn dates, a lot of them. And we did stick and roll for like a month and a half in Europe, came home for like two days, boom, right out on the OzFest. Almost got kicked off the OzFest because the same management that got us on didn't tell us that we were supposed to, that we needed to get there like a day earlier. Like we missed our first set. Sharon Osborne kicked us off. She's like, get <laughs> You guys are Get these fucking guys off. Yeah, we showed up. We showed up in a fucking blown out RV, like the only band besides Neurosis that did not have some mapped out touring bus. Our yeah. driver's name was Tony Cotton. And yeah. uh, it was like, this thing was a hellhole. Like we could get into that later. I guess it's not really the focus, but whatever. So we show up, she kicks us off. We send the two managers in, get the fuck in there. You got to get us back on. There's no way we're leaving. Which is back then you did two sets a day. We missed the first set. She's like, they're done, get them out of here. Somehow they worked it. We got back on. So I think we played that day. And, uh, you know, OzFest was crazy. Again, we're, we're, we're the only hardcore band. We're the only band that uh, doesn't have a bus. It's us and Neurosis are both kind of looking at each other like, okay, we're going to be friends. You know, we can fucking hang out. And, you know, a lot of you had the main stage that kind of had their own, World. you know, second stage, whatever. You know that. You know that mentality, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, playing with big rock stars. You got, and like you were saying, bands at their peak. You got Marilyn Manson, who is at his fucking peak. He's fucking larger than life. You had Black Sabbath, who you never see them, but that was the first time they ever played. They, they didn't play. This is the first time they did a tour. You had Ozzy doing his shit. Fear Factory, all sort of, you know, huge. Pantera, enormous. And uh, you had Machine Head. That's like Crazy. the whole main stage. Side stage was like us, Cold Chamber, who was fucking, yes. they're blowing it out every night. Every fucking night, they're destroying. They should have been on the main stage. So we're like this little hardcore band. We're playing our shows. We're doing our thing, ripping it up every day, twice a day. Some days you play two 20-minute sets. Some days you're playing as the people are walking in. Like, oh, they're yeah. at the fence. There's like no one watching you. And uh, usually you would get one, one good set a day. Maybe you'd get lucky and get two, but usually... One was kind of lame, but the next one you play later and it'd be pretty good. 
and it rotated. So it wasn't like you'd be, it's, you got in front of a lot of people. So, you know, we started growing down with Machine Head. You know, we started, that's how it started. We started hanging out, you know, Rob, very approachable guy. Yeah, good guy and a fan of the hardcore shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a big fan of EOD. He was very early on popping up on the side of our stage, you know, very easy to get along with. So, you know, one night we're all hanging out, you know, this is early. So we saw Pantera. I watched Pantera the first night from the crowd. I was like, ah, fuck it. These, I honestly said, these guys lost it. They ain't, they ain't, they're not as good as they were. And I walked away. Uh -huh. I just wasn't into it. I wasn't feeling it. And then, you know, and I was like, that sucked, whatever. So the tour starts going on and I started going to watch them a little more, Pantera. I'm like, dude, these guys are like, huge to me I gotta go give him another shot so I started watching him from the side of the stage and I started getting into him again like maybe they were just off that day it was the first show yeah. who knows I just didn't think they were very good but uh, I started getting into him and me and Rob are getting fucking now you know everybody's hanging out it's it's like rock and roll summer camp yeah, you know you're hanging out fucking Pete Steele's right next to you you look that way the drummer of faith no more is like warming up it's like yeah. it's crazy you know your head's like oh like, where the fuck am I you know it's the summer. You're like going from tour bus to tour bus. It's, it's, it's fucking nuts, man. And uh, I remember one night being like, I'm hanging out with Rob Flynn and we're getting wasted, drinking whatever he likes, brown eyes. He's like, yo, let's go fucking meet Phil. And I'm like, what? What do you mean meet Phil? Like, Come on, we're going to go fucking meet him. Let's go. And he fucking walks me through this labyrinth of shit. And boom, we go through a door. Phil's sitting right there. And I had met him. We had the same management at the time. And I had met him a couple of months before we went down. We were in the same town as them, and we went to see them in Cincinnati or something. And we watched him from the side of the stage, met him afterwards. That was pretty funny. Like, uh, here's a funny story. So this is before uh, we were at Cincinnati meeting Pantera for the first time, you know, and they're just like, hey, we know the same management. You guys are going to be on Ozfest. You know, Phil was cool. He's like, I love you guys. He actually knew some stuff. And then uh, we went to meet, like, Dimebag and uh, Vinny. And uh, we go shaking hands, and Brendan goes to shake Vinny's hand, and Vinny, Vinny just holds up a marker, and Brendan's Aww. just like, and he just gives him, <laughs> gives him the call, and he and Vinny signs his off. He said, "Fuck it, let me roll with him later." Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. What are, you, what are you gonna do? It's fucking yeah. Vinny Paul. You know? Amazing. But uh, rest in peace. But uh, that was funny. So anyway, back to the Ozfest. So we met Phil that night, and he was real cool. What's going on? You know, he knew. He, oh, yeah, I know you guys. I, you know, I'm going to come see you on the side stage one of these days. And you guys are great. And, you know, we hung, we started hanging out. Started hanging out, at, you know, going to hanging out in his dressing room. Started showing up on the side of the stage more, partying more, hanging out. And then there was an off date <clears throat> with us and Neurosis out some, I think, Oklahoma or some shit. And uh, it's a pretty quiet show, you know, whatever, an off date, maybe a couple hundred people there, not Ozfest, obviously. And all of a sudden, I see some weird shadow come up on the left side of the stage, and it was Phil. So he's riding around with the Neurosis guys, and he came and watched the whole set afterwards. What's up? You guys are fucking awesome. It's fucking great. And then, uh, you know, he started inviting me out on stage at the Ozfest to do, oh, like, backups. And fucking, yeah, that was... That's pretty crazy. fucking crazy. And, uh, so, you know, and then um, a couple of weekends on the Ozfest, you know, they were on the rock star schedule, like two shows on, three, you know, then yeah. a day off, three days on, whatever. So I went away with them a couple of times. So we're starting to become friendly, you know, it's cool. And uh, 
they're being really they're really great guys i guess once you get past they were great to me that's all yeah. i don't know what said and whatever it is out there but real cool like the party you know, we liked a lot of the same music. And, uh, you know, we again, they hung out with a lot of the Rosas guys. So we were hanging out a lot. And then um, I'll never forget this. At one of the last day, one of the last Osfed states, I'm hanging out on the side of the stage, Pantera, we're getting wasted. And uh, they're doing fucking Hostile. And it's like one of the last songs of the set. And everybody who goes up there, they do the they do their backgrounds on the side mics, you know? Not mm-hmm. Bill's mic. No one's grabbing his fucking mic. Yeah. Sure enough, he comes fucking lumbering up and throws the fucking mic at me. And I'm just like, why? He's like, and it's like fucking hostile, like a re- like a crazy ass song. And I'm just like, all right, I'll just kind of sing it here, like kneel it down. He looks back at me, so what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. I gotta get out there. There. I'm up on the big fucking screen screaming fucking hostile. Yeah. It was it was it was quite the moment. But uh so needless to say, that's kinda how things started to brew up. We started to develop a friendship through the Ozfest. You know, I saw, you know, they came through Long Island, I go down, I went down to New Orleans, Halloween, hung out with them and shit. So we're pretty I don't know, we're pretty friendly. We're yeah, close definitely. There, you know? And um, now we're coming into imprint. Like we did the first record cycle. We toured for a year or whatever. Did real well. Roadrunners anteing up for the next record. But like imprint, we did these metal tour. You know, we did this, the first record, we did a lot of touring. We learned a lot. You know, this is our first world tour. Like we were in Japan, we were in Europe, we were at the US like five or six times, the playing with shit. you guys, playing with sick, like playing with, what I'm getting at, we're playing with professional fucking musicians, like real deal dudes. We did the Ozfest, we did all this fucking shit. So we're going into imprint, like we gotta fucking, we gotta kill it, you know? You know, the new metal wave was really starting to hit. Yep. Wasn't really, a, um, wasn't really a big fan of it, you know? <clears throat> so I'm angry. I'm pissed off. I want to write. I want to write. I want, but this is this is where I was at, you know. And then the other guys were, were feeling it too. Maybe they weren't as angry, but they wanted. We knew we had to put out. We had to really put out something sick, you know. We we gotta we gotta step it up. So imprint, you know, we weren't. No one had jobs. Our job was just doing this fucking record, and uh, you know, we we were rehearsing every day. I'm coming out with, we're, we're, they're putting out songs like once a day, I'm coming back with the lyrics and the vocals the next day. Like, it's like bang, bang, bang. Months, tight as fuck. Howie's still at the, at the label. And uh, I, well, maybe Gidda might have came in. I don't know. But anyway, we, 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 we team up with Dave Sardi, big time fucking producer. Great, big, yeah, oh, yeah. great guy. Great guy. And he came down to some of the pre-production sections, which were pretty funny. He thought when he's going to Long Island, he shows up in some crazy hippie van with a surfboard on top of the <laughs> What are you doing? He's like, oh, I figured there'd be some waves or something around yeah, here. It like, ain't Long Beach, fucking California. <laughs> it's fucking Long Island. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mini we Yoga, in motherfucker. We were in Long Beach, but we were on Long Island, and there weren't any fucking waves. But anyway, so he was cool, very mellow guy, went through the tracks. He'd just be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, maybe change this, maybe change that. Did not too much to say. Very reserved guy. So we're riding home one day from practice. I don't know who I was with. I'm like, we got to get something special on this fucking record. Like, we really need something big. I don't know what we're going to do. And I was like, fuck it. Why don't I just try and call Phil? See if he wants to fucking sing on the record. 
<clears throat> everybody's like, you what? All right, fine. Maybe give him a shot. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to call him. I'm going to fucking ask him. You know, I talked to my before emails right before email kids uh, that he, you probably actually called them on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is yes, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> I talked to my management about it. You know, they thought it was a great idea. And they said, we think you should give Phil a call. <clears throat> so I called him up, got him on the phone. Yo, what's going on, man? Uh, what do you think about singing on our record? We got, we got a fucking, I don't know how much money you want. We got a track that we think of, you'd be great on. What do you think? And he was just like, no doubt, would love to do it. I'm like, well, where do you want to, I'll, I'll bring it down to you. Like, you don't even have to leave your fucking, yeah. you call it, we'll be down there. He's like, no problem. He's like, and then boom, it all set up. <clears throat> that was a nice weekend. <clears throat> this was, um, what the fuck was this? This was like, like in the spring. So New Orleans is beautiful in the spring. Hell I yeah. flew down. We did it at a studio. We did all the music up here. I think I did my singing parts because there's some singing on that track by the river. But the streams, I wanted to wait. I wanted to do it with them. And uh, so we got everything ready. We sent the shit down to them. And uh, I said, all right, I'm, I'm coming. We booked the studio and I flew down a couple, like, I don't know, I was there for like a weekend. I got to his, I had a friend, we had a, a friend down there at the time, picked me up at the airport. She, we were, now we're going to Phil's house. We're hanging out with his lady, me and my friend. And uh, the night we get there, we're just hanging around his living room. We're drinking and stuff like that. And he goes, you want to hear the song? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you want to hear my parts? I'm just like, all right. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah you know, all right yeah he puts the fucking he puts the cd like the instrumental version on on his on his stereo and he just starts doing these parts right there in the fucking living room like fully on wow i'm gonna go get another beer this yeah, is I, I, so, right you know that was that was a moment right there this guy's doing his shit right in the living room for me and it was it sounded pretty cool to me. He had all the lyrics written down. And uh, the next day we went into the studio and I always remember this. We get in and he wanted to, he was, I'm like, I don't care who goes first. You know, you go first. I, he's like, all right. I'm like, you go first. I'll wait, whatever. So I'm in the, we're in the room. He tracks the way he tracks and I'm sitting there. He starts doing his takes and I'm just like, oh, fuck. It did, again, once again, it didn't sound that good. Yeah. I was like, oh, Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Crazy. I'm just like, this, this is, this is not good. You know, I'm sitting there, and I just walked out for a little. You know, give the guy some space again, and then whatever. Maybe he just needed to warm up because an hour later it was fucking sick. And after his boy started turning the knobs to get yeah. it, well, I went in. I was fired up. I'm fucking. I'm coming out straight out of two weeks of tracking. My fucking voice is wide the fuck open. I went in there, I banged my shit out in two takes. They were just yeah. like, whoa, holy shit. And then that was it. That's the history of that. And then it was funny because we left that day from that studio with a rough mix of the, of the, of the track. And we're sitting in his living room. He's got this fucking stereo. We're fucking smoking, drinking, hanging out. And he's just fucking blast. He just starts putting the fucking song on. We're just like, ah. We're <laughs> sitting next to this guy. We're listening to this fucking track. My head was blown, man. That, yeah. that was a, a big moment. That, no, was, that was a sick... Definitely, and sick I kind of remember when that was going on because Warren, you know, he'd get all the... He'd be talking to you guys, and I remember I was like, yo, that's fucking big. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's like, at the time, getting James Hetfield on the track, you know? It was like, yeah. you know, and and I don't know those guys personally, and they were never my favorite band, but he was right. my favorite singer in metal because right. he sounded hard, but he could sing, and you also understood what he was saying. Yeah, he so did. I was like, yo, that's that's the combo. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, you could hear it and feel it. You know what I mean? Uh, he, was, he was, needless to say, at his best, he was his best. Nobody could fucking touch him. Even some of his super joint shit, his latest shit, I think is fucking yeah. amazing. It's just yeah. the phenomenal fucking singer. We all know that. And uh, it was a huge moment. You know, it, it was great. And it did great stuff for us. And, you know, listening to what he did on that track, he really put effort into it. Like, I've seen him do other shit, and it's just like, whatever, he did it. But that... He wrote fucking lines. He came out fucking swinging. Like, yeah. he was, he was and, out. He and was, for the way you describe it, you know, you could tell he was into it. He had the music written. He was, like, yeah. amped about it. And that's something that you want when you have a guest because, yeah, some people will do it. And then, you know, behind the scenes, they're like, oh, fuck, I got to do this song with you right. fucking right. do it. You know, do it. That's why, you know, I really don't do guest spots yeah. because, I, I, you know, I've had plenty of offers, but you got to feel it. You got to want it. And if you don't, you got to be fucking honest. It's no disrespect. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not going to do something that I ain't feeling. You know, it's just not that. You know? And then it was like, okay, so that that's the second. And then, so what happened? So you guys dropped that record. Again, you know, you guys are in the mix with all these big dogs. You're, 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 you're crossing over into the other scene. Yeah. What? Where does it start to simmer down with VOD? Where you guys, before you guys put it to put to the side, what, what, what was the route that, that happened from that that record on to when it started winding down a little bit yeah well you know now we're, we're getting on everything you know we're still pretty young you know it's 98 VO, i would vod 98 99 still a fucking big band still fucking slaying people shows are pretty packed and um we started having some problems at the end of imprint with the label and uh we, we weren't feeling you know roadrunner it's it's a tough motherfucker right yep and uh, they had us. They had us locked for a couple more records, and we weren't feeling it. Like we were out in Australia supporting Imprint. We were, we were we were we were on a long tour with Japan. You know, one of those insane tours: Japan, yeah. Australia, New Zealand, Australia, Japan. We were gone for like a month and a half. Those were slave yeah, deals too. Those yeah, Roadrunner deals, yeah. slave deals. If I you know. remember some flight was like twenty-seven hours of travel, and then we had to play like an hour and 20 minutes. It was fucking nuts. But anyway, loved every minute of it. Of course. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, we're starting to have problems with them because we had a sold out UK tour uh, with us. I don't know, us and this band Iron Monkey. The shit was sold out. It was like five shows. It wasn't a huge tour, but it was sold out. If it wasn't sold out, it was damn close. It was, it was selling really well. Some of the dates were sold out. They didn't, they wouldn't give us the tour support. We were just like, what are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And then we were over at, uh, we were back in our uh, office in, T in Tokyo with the Roadrunner over there. And we're talking to the A&R guy and he's telling us there was some gig or some festival. He's like, yeah, we, we wanted, we were pushing for you guys the whole time. We wanted you guys over there, but they said no. And they gave us typo negative. And we were just mm -hmm. like, this is fucked up. These guys yeah. are fucking dogging us. So we were all pissed off and we came back and basically long story short we lied our way out of the contract we said they owed us now we're up to record three they owed us a lot of money for the next record and we said we said we're not we're giving you guys a four track fucking demo 
We're going back. We just want to be a hardcore band. We're done with this metal bullshit. Monty was at the table. Uh, we had Mike, I don't know, Gitta was at the table. Gitta, Gitta was probably there already, yeah. And they were just like, hey, what are you guys kidding me? We're, we're done. We don't, we don't want to do that. We, we want off this fucking label. If you, if you keep us, we're giving you a, a fucking $10,000 record and you can give us the rest of the money. Yeah. Monty kind of shaking his head. These guys are up to something. I would not <laughs> let these guys go, but they let us go. And, um, for better or for worse, we can maybe touch on that later. Maybe that wasn't maybe that wasn't a good decision. <laughs> but anyway, so now we're off the label, but we still got a lot of gutso. There's still a lot of people that want to see the band, but we're kind of we were torn from like '95 to '99. Like we were busy, so we decided we're gonna put down some roots. We're gonna you know kind of take a break, and we decided to do like uh, the For the Bleeders record, which basically consisted of like some old demos redone and maybe two new tracks. We didn't really think much was gonna come out of it. We, we honestly saw it as we were gonna put it out for the fans just to keep our name out there yep. while we plotted our next move. And honestly, at this time, the band, myself included, all of us, started to change. Our influences started to change. The music we wanted to write was, was starting to get, starting to feel different. The music we were writing was starting to feel different. Yeah. And uh, we just, we, we weren't ready to go out with a full on record. And we didn't really have a big record label. So we put that out in like go-kart. We did like two tours. Go-kart, I forgot all about them which, too, yeah. yeah. Which is more than we thought we were gonna do, you know? And um, <laughs> we had a couple offers on the table that we declined. And uh, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna name any names. I'm not gonna, this interview isn't about bad shit. Uh, we, we probably pissed a couple of people off by turning down some, some tours. So business-wise, was starting to get bad. And uh, we just did the For the Bleeders, went away, started writing shit inside the, um, in the studio. And that would, this, this material was kind of the stuff that would become from the record from Bliss to Devastation. And now we're approaching it on 2000. And, you know, and uh, we're writing this, this record that's definitely different. It's heavy. We know it's different, but we loved it. We really yeah. thought it was great. Uh, then we start getting into the studio with Machine, who's an amazing producer. I really love the guy. He's a great guy. He's one of the best vocal producers I ever worked with. And, you know, I'm, I'm a singer. And uh, I, I, I scream, sing, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But I'm a singer. I'm not a, a guitar player exactly. that became a singer. I'm a fucking singer. I could play guitar. I can't play it very well, but I am a singer. That's what I am. And Machine is one of the best vocal producers I've ever come across. And I've worked with some really big guys. And uh, me and him just gelled. We're writing this fucking amazing fucking record. And um, we, we link up with a new manager. That's what was going on. VOD, we fired our old management. We were on a small label. We're just kind of getting our, our ducks yeah. in a row. Regrouping, yep. Yeah. There's, there you go. We're regrouping through 99 into 2000. Bang. We get a big deal with TVT. A very big deal. A lot of money. A lot of money. And, uh, you know, we recorded with machines. You know, these, these, this is back in the days when money was flying around. Big yep. budgets. You know, we spent, I think we spent 90 grand on that, on that southbound video. Oh yeah, that's fucking crazy. Because I just did a, my last video cost me ten grand. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
Yeah, and uh, I know how it is now. I, I could pull out, you know, out of my wallet where we pay for videos <laughs> nowadays, right now. <laughs> so, when, uh, different. so, you know, again, now a uh, couple of us are living in the city now, you know, so life's changing. Guys are, uh, they, you know, we're still doing VOD. VOD is still a big part of our lives. You know, it's still full time, but it's starting to change. The music is more rocking, more, uh, I don't know, it's kind of going, going desert. Still heavy, but it, it was a, definitely a different record. I, I like it. Maybe there's a couple of weird tracks, but I think over time, people kind of got course. into that record. But, that means uh, you ain't writing the same song. If you ain't sounding different, that means, you, you know. VOD never, VOD, that was one thing. VOD was never going to do the same thing. We yeah. just, we're not that, that type of people. We can't do that, and it just never worked for us. We always got to be evolving, and this is where it went. We were listening, we were listening to a lot of different music now, and... Uh, the influences were changing. It was coming out in the music. And uh, so, boom, we really, we get out on TVT. It was a big push. We did some really big tours. We did Slayer. And that was that was sick. We yeah. did uh, the first show Slayer ever did coming back. You know, now they're back. They've been back forever. Yeah. But they were gone for a really long time. They came. They did a test run back in 2000. And we were the band that opened those shows up. It was just us and Slayer. That's a, that's dope. Crazy. It was in the Southeast, Tennessee, crazy. South Carolina, North, like fucking weird places, man. Crazy. That's shows big shit. Packed, packed to the fucking tits. You're hanging out. Now you're back. Harry King's hanging out. It's it was that. It was wild. It was that was like two weeks with them. A couple of days off. We went out with the Soul Brains, the Bad Brains, for two yep. weeks. So we did pretty good. Those were, that was exciting. It was cool. And then, uh, except HR, I didn't feel like doing much on that tour. Nothing's that was the changed. tour we literally sat on a stool with an empty birdcage and oh, looked yeah. at the birdcage and sang. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, the last time I saw him, he had a, a motorcycle helmet on. So I, I, I get it. Yeah. You know? said, I, I was, it was quite disappointing, actually. But anyway, so we did a long tour with Clutch. You know, we did a lot of shit in... All right, so now the record's doing what it's doing. You know, we, we're talking about almost 10 years on the road with the same guys. You know how it is. Yeah. Things, guys are starting yeah. to get rattled. Guys are starting to get on each other's nerves. You know, things are whatever. And uh, a very significant thing happened. Two things happened. My father passed away. This is a little personal. Mm. He passed away very young. Uh, right as we were recording bliss and we were touring he was very sick i'd come home whenever I, it was it was hard it was hard to be out there i remember being in japan we're in japan i can think we're doing beast feet which is uh yeah some big Huge. For, yeah we did south korea with and then we did uh we did uh tokyo or something like that and that was the last time pantera ever played and i got to see them on stage fucking crazy show crazy maybe one of the best times i ever seen them too but that was the last time they ever played anyway uh my dad i remember being on the floor you know we were partying hard then real hard and i'm laying on the hotel floor and the fucking phone starts ringing phones ringing phones ringing phones ringing something in my heart says get the fuck up and answer the phone i get up and answer it it's my girlfriend at the time tim you gotta come home right now you know, your dad's you gotta come home yeah. So, needless to say, it was a short run, but I got, I got home anyway, and, uh, you know, maybe a day or so later, yeah, that was it. So, 
That's September 2nd. That's We're my birthday, up. actually. Yeah, in 2001. We all know right. what's coming. So, to that's so about I got seven days to get my fucking shit together from my dad passing away to get back out on the road. We were going to now we're going to do Tattoo the Planet, which is the big tour in Europe. Another big one. Uh, yeah. Pantera, Slayer, huge tour, big opportunity. We fly out September 10th because we want to go get fucked up in Dublin. We, we wanted to leave a day early so we can go party in Dublin. September 10th, we're out. September 11th, we all know what happens. Trade center down. We're fucking watching this shit. We're in fucking England. I'll never forget it. We have me and Kennedy. This is, an, it's just probably something we want to touch on real quick. Me and Ken, wait, it's a double decker bus. We're sitting in that weird front lounge in the bu- in the front of front, one of yep. those double deckers. We're, we're basically conceiving and brainstorming blood simple. Me and Mike are talking about we maybe want to break away from VOD and start a really heavy project. So the brainchild, it's already starting right then and there. And we're both talking about it. And we see fucking, I think Brendan comes running up the stairs and says, guys, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but a plane just flew into the fucking tower, and Matt's brother is in the tower. Matt's brother's in the tower. Uh, and all of a sudden, we see Matt come walking across the street and down towards the bus with, like, a really weird look in his face. And we're just like, oh, fucking shit. So his brother's in the towers. No one knows what's going on with him. We had a close friend's brother. He's already dead. You know, it's bad. And... uh you know, I lived on Avenue B and Sixth Street. I'm, my house is right fucking yeah. there. There's tanks driving down Broadway. Like my brother was down there to too. Yeah, yeah. It's so this is really heavy shit. The band's already kind of spinning out of control. The record's not going where we want it to go, and uh, it's almost like a behind the music here. Yeah, you know that's how it is. But no, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, so we're you know things aren't going too good and. They're telling us every day we're on a double decker bus in fucking Europe. You know how much money that is with no shows. Every day they're telling us to get up. We'll book your show in a bar. Drive to this town. The tour is going to start the next day. So we drive to Dublin. We're in Dublin. Here's an interesting story real quick. Now, it's Dublin. It's Pantera. The rumor has it now at this point. The only two bands that got out of America, everybody else is, they're not coming. They're stranded. No one, there's no one flying. Was Pantera and VOD. Pantera wants to play. It's Pantera, you guys come to Dublin. It's going to be you and Pantera tonight. So we go to the, we drive to Dublin. We're in like this crazy, I don't know what the fuck it was. Stadium, slaughterhouse. I don't know what, but it's a huge fucking venue. Enormous. Pantera's loading all their gear onto the fucking stage. We're fucking watching that the whole production get set up. Me and Baumack are sitting in the seats being like, this is going to be sick. It's just us and Pantera tonight. This is going to be insane. Like, it was an arena. It's yeah. nuts. And we're like, fuck, man, this is sick. And all of a sudden, we start seeing their equipment start coming off the stage. We're like, what the fuck is going on? Everything starts coming off. We go running back. Yo, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, Pantera feels like a threat. We're not playing the show. We're going home. That was it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> too many signs. Fucking, too many signs. Yeah, they probably fucking pulled all sorts of levers. They're fucking gone. So basically for like another week and a half, we're playing shows for like three people. They're saying, get to the next town. Get to the next town. You know, people are fucking being pulled out of the trade center daily where we live. We're like... 
And then, and then they were just like, all right, just drive to Germany. It's going to start. We're like, fuck you guys. We're fucking out of here. So we went home. Long story short, that was pretty much, we came home. We were all just like, we got it. That's Spent, it. We're yeah. out for a while. You know, yeah. we had a lot of, a, a lot, lot of signs, a lot of signs, yeah. you know, the, 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 the world sure gives us signs for sure. You know, if you want to call it, um, um, you know, people say if it's a God or energy or whatever you want to call it, chakras, or I don't know, even know what the words are, but I definitely, if you, if you sit back, you'll see the signs like that, where it, it, yeah. that's where you got to decide to take the left or the right road, you know, and that's pretty much we did. And, uh, we all just started to, you know, we all needed our new our own space, and uh, it's interesting enough. This segues right into Blood Simple. You know, me and Kennedy, we were still living pretty close to each other. We didn't we didn't really skip a beat. We started writing songs right away. And I remember he was sending me he sent me like Straight Hate, the song September, and maybe the song Overload. Like within a couple of weeks of the Trade Center going down, I was in my basement. I set my PA up, and I just started screaming ideas out very very primitive like i wasn't recording anything just fucking getting ideas out i was actually getting offers from like other bands to do some spots uh yeah duff mckagan actually called me to be part of one of his bands he's a cool dude yeah great 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 dude we we were on that um fast forward when we did that um that australian tour later on he was on that and he he was kicking it with everybody. He's a dude. Good, I went out. I did. I did, uh, I did a song with him on that tour. I went out with his band. I think it's on YouTube. I think was it? It's so easy. No, it's you're crazy. I did the song with them. It was fucking yeah, love. yeah, no, good dude. But so whatever. So I'm getting some offers. I'm also digging. You know, get putting some roots down. And uh, like I said, me and Mike Blood Simple's already starting to go. So. Over the next couple of years, you know, where are we at? 2000, now I'm living in the city with, with my, my girl and uh, things are going pretty good. And, you know, me and Kennedy are, are brainstorming Blood Simple. So like from 2000 to 2004, we're getting Blood Simple off the ground. I don't know, you know, so that's kind of where that's at, you know? And then, you know what, what you see with me, and I got a, a special relationship with Blood Simple in this way that you guys don't know, but... I brought it up earlier. So you remember we ran into you guys in Europe. We played yeah. it with Full Force or somewhere. Well, yeah, you remember, right. remember Merrill who was hanging out with you guys. Yes, One of yes. our, well, yeah, of course. long story short, that's where I met Merrill. Merrill is like my sister and like the godmother to my son, my oldest son. Really? I met her. I met her that day because really? yeah. It's, uh, Again, a long story short, my wife, rest in peace, she passed away. But at the time, I was broken up with her, and she was Dutch. And right. Meryl was hanging out, and she was hanging out with you guys. You know, we were all like, yo, what's up? It was good to see each other. We all, whatever. And then she was like, yeah, I'm from Holland. And I said, oh, I know you Dutch people. And I started, blah, 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 just talking shit. A Dutch, and she was oh. And then the next time we played Holland, she came to hang out. Right. Right. And before she came to hang out, I had rehooked up with my wife again, rest in peace. And I said, Oh, I'm going to introduce him because I don't want my wife to think, you know, Oh, I'm hooking up with this girl. She was just a cool girl that, you know, that I met with you guys. And then they ended up meeting, became great friends. And Meryl, my wife got sick, very sick. And Meryl, who I love to death, that's like, 
she's a big part of my heart, Meryl, because she was there through the whole shit, held right. me down, my wife down, my son down, and now I was meeting her with you guys. That's why I always remember that day. And I was I like, man. I remember that show that you, I think what Riggs was playing drums. Yeah. Yeah. We all linked up. We were like, Oh, and we, we, we haven't seen you guys in a little bit at that time. So yeah. it's good to yeah. be there. And one of those yeah, things. And then shout out to Meryl who's out there, out there. I call her girl power. You yeah, know, I still talk to her every once in a while. We you know we're friends on yeah. Instagram and me and her, you know, after blood simple, we've stayed in touch. She's, she's a great, great yeah. girl. Great and girl. let me tell you that that's that, that's like my sister and she be basically it's like a godmother to my, my oldest son. You know, it's like, she, you that's know, awesome. I, I was with Meryl every day in Holland. She it was me and her. She was driving with us. She lived on the bus. She lived with us. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. It was like, and then, um, but yeah, so you guys start doing, how long the Blood Simple thing went for? How long did that go before that? Blood Simple, you know, we got signed. <clears throat> you know, and we you started got, building wait, up. Same you guys, did you guys like do a, you did a Pearl Jam tour, was it? Or what, what tour? you did some big, who you, who you did? I, there was some other big name tour. We did a lot of big bands. With, we did, we did, uh, we did uh, Disturb was huge. We did Mudvayne was fucking huge. We oh. did a lot of really big tours. We did uh the fuck I don't I don't want it's not Sounds of the Underground because that's the other tour. No, but no, uh, no. one of those fucking big ass fucking Corns tour, whatever the fuck that tour is called, Family Values. Family Values, yeah, because I remember you got on some really like high profile ones even with them, and I was like, man, you motherfuckers got a fucking a, a golden a touch. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah. you know, jumping on these tours and uh, yeah, yeah. How long did that go before it started curving off with that? You guys, what you did, how, how many... All right, you got signed to Warner Brothers with that, right? Yeah, Warner Brothers. So it went from 05 to 08. Damn, that's not... And how, and how did the Warner Brothers shit pop up? How did that come that, about? That, you this, is a, this is a pretty good story. Yet again, another imprint. I guess that's how we get on all these fucking yeah. big labels. But, uh, you know, again, Blood Simple... Me and Mike, it took a couple of years to get that off the ground, but we were very diligent and we were, again, we were serious. We were not going to put out garbage. And uh, we took our time picking the musicians, which were really important. Like me and Mike, yeah, we know what we could do. We've, we've done it. We know that, but we wanted to bring, we got to bring it. It's got to go up a notch or why the fuck are we doing this? You know? So we found Nick, great fucking musician at the time, just a young Brooklyn guy um doing some small time production he wasn't in really any bands but you know mike we mike somehow met him got a good vibe from him and said why don't we why don't you just go record two songs with him and let's let's see what 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 happens maybe you guys are gel the guy was he was great he was really really good so he's in and then uh we got chris hamilton was a, a i don't know if you ever heard of he's, he's, yeah he's no i remember he, yeah, he's a cool dude and uh, so he, he, he becomes a drummer. And then Chris got Kyle. We all know Kyle, Kyle Sanders, the, the, royal, the royalty of the Sanders clan. Yeah. So now we're a full-on band and we're, we're doing some shows. And uh, we, we caught, we caught the, the eye of the singer of Mudvayne. Somehow Chris, the drummer, got a demo to him. Mudvayne's fucking enormous. And he's like, we're playing... Uh, they were doing some crazy, like, Fred Durst tour. I don't know what, some arena tour. And they're like, why don't you guys come down to the show? We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit, see, see, what we could, see what's up. So we go out to the show in Philadelphia. 
we meet Chad from Mudvayne. We meet a couple of the other guys. He's like, I love you. You guys are fucking amazing. I got this imprint. I think I could get you guys a deal. I don't know where, but why don't you talk to my manager? Well, enter uh, Jonathan Cohen. I don't know if he, I don't even know if he's still managing anymore, but he, this guy's a real slick spitball motherfucker. He's a, he's a very smart, like one of those California types. Like yeah. he's a real, really good. And, uh, we start linking up with this guy. He starts representing us, and he's got Chad's ear. Chad's a big name. And they start shot. Well, they basically, we did it a different way. They started showcasing us, like, around. And yeah. he booked, uh, he's like, what are you guys doing next week? We're like, we don't know. He's like, all right, I'm going to book a bunch of, we're going to book SIR Studios. I'm going to fly you out to California. I got this, I got this guy at Warner Brothers who fucking loves you guys. You got to do a, you're going to do a showcase for him. And this guy was uh, A&R at the time, Warner Brothers, Damon Booth. Shout out to him. Amazing, amazing guy. Really believed in us. Warner Brothers proper. This is a big fucking label, you know? Oh, crazy. And uh, you never forget that. You just smelt the money when they yeah. started showing up in your case, you know? Yeah, sure yeah. enough, the way things go out there, once they start hearing that this band is showcased, and now all the other labels want to see it. So we had Def Jam. Capital, you know, uh, Warner Brothers, uh, maybe, and I don't know who else, maybe one or two other labels. But uh, so we're doing all these fucking showcases. Go out to California, of course, typical blood, blood well, BOD, blood, simple style. We, you know, we got to be, we're, we're rehearsed, we're ready. You know, the next day we had, we had the big one. We had two warm up showcases, but the real one we were going out for was Warner Brothers, which was like the later in the day, you know, the other ones were early. We go fucking partying at the fucking Rainbow Room. Get fucking destroyed. I uh, woke up the next day like, how the fuck am I going to do this? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so sure enough, we do the morning ones there, whatever. Everything works. Vocals are working. Everything's good, you know. And uh, um, sure enough, Damon Booth shows up. And he was really into us. He's a really great guy. He's just he took such good care of us. And he was really really passionate about the band. He was super into it. And I remember he played it for Garth Richardson, who was a big producer who would ultimately wind up producing the uh, Blood Simple's first record. And Garth heard the demo we did. Machine did the demo, which is another, just another, yeah, that's another point for Machine. He did this fucking demo. Me and him just bang. We worked really well together. And Garth was like, there's something here. You guys should fucking sign him. It's not perfect, but there's something going on here. Don't let this go. So they show up, and when Tom Wally, he was the president of Warner Brothers at the time, so this motherfucker comes down to the show. When he walks in the door, you're just like, oh, God. You could just smell the money coming off this fucking guy. <laughs> Boom, we fucking blast into the fucking thing. There's like, what, 10 executives standing around watching it. I think we did three songs. Boom. Damon, they walk out. We're all just kind of hanging out there. Like, all right, whatever. It was cool. We got to see the singer of Weezer that day. I guess that was cool. Like, he was in the studio next door in, like, some weird white suit, like, wearing white from head to toe. Little, when little you, guy. It's when fun. you're rich, you could do shit like that. But you, you could do shit like that. And when you're L L.A., you just see weird shit. Yeah. That was a weird oh, yeah. But, but uh, sure enough, Damon Booth comes barging back into the fucking room. His face is all fucking red. You, he, he, like, jumps up on one of us. You guys are red. You fucking did it. You're getting fucking signed. I'm fucking signing you guys. They just said you got it. Let's go. We went out to dinner that night. Oh, my God. They put us up at the Grafton Hotel, taking us out to dinner. 
Um, Chad from Mudvayne flew in. Uh, Greg Tibbet from Mudvayne flew in for the showcase. It was just, it was a really great time. You know, that, that must have felt LA. yeah. That must have been felt good to to have that much um, success the second time around, and you know, it seemed even more. It was it was not seemed it was another notch even higher. It's hard to it, do. You know how that goes. It, it was fucking nuts. I remember after we did it, I walked out and I made a phone call. I don't know who the fuck I called, but I just was like, I can't, I can't fucking believe it. It's gonna, it's gonna happen again. It's, we just, they just said they're fucking signing us. So that was it, and uh, it was on. Because now this is an interesting point. Like again, we had a good amount of money, and uh, we we would did we did the record with Garth Richardson up in Vancouver at his studio up there. So now we're living up. And we're in Vancouver. They moved us there. We're up there for fucking three months, dude, tracking this record. Crazy. Three months on a record. And it was get up in the morning. There's on this crazy farm on the side of a mountain. You had to take two ferries to fucking get there. Like, you're in the middle of nowhere. Like, mountains. There's, like, bears walking around and shit. And uh, we're all just hanging out, drinking. There's horses, like, wild horses running around. We're playing Frisbee golf every day. And uh, every, you know, he'd be like, you know, the basic tracks had to go, you know, the drummers, drums, we did the drums in the city at the armory, and then everything else was getting done at the farm, which is out, like I said, two ferries away, and we're just hanging out in this fucking coastal fucking island. It was not, it was 80 degrees every single day and sunny. It did never rained at all, and we're just hanging out there. Now Garth. He's a stickler for vocals, man. He's got me in that vocal booth hours at a time, going over every single solitary note. Can and I'm like, this is fucking crazy. You know, I, I've done a lot of records. He was a, he was a great. We got a great sounding record out of that, but he was really tough to work with with the vocals. He was just take Working it, you. take it, take it. No, no, no. We can't auto-tune your voice. Your voice cannot be auto-tuned. You have to hit that fucking note and go oh, yeah. in again and again and again. And Jesus Christ. But it was funny because, you know, we had that song Straight Hate. And when we originally wrote that, we brought it into Garth when he was starting to work with us. We played him the songs we had. He's like, you guys have anything else? We didn't play him Straight Hate. We were just like, no, that's... That's really all we got. And, you know, we'll write, we'll write a couple more. And I'm like, wait, we got this one song. So we played him straight. And he's like, what are you guys fucking crazy? You got to put that song's going on the record. That's it. It's it. That's got to be on it. So we're tracking that song. And this, that was one of the first songs. Because he would do all the shit. And then once the vocals started getting done, he'd go run off in some room and start playing with the mix. And he started throwing mixes at us. They were insane, man. Yeah, they were just imagine. fucking amazing. We were just like, holy fucking shit, man. So it was a great time. It was a great yeah. time. And, you know, a Machine would always say, because the next, I did the next record with Machine, but that was like one of the last old school record deals. Like the yeah. A&R guy would fly up, he'd fly up to see us, drop the credit cards down. We're going to $3,000 sushi dinners. Yeah, he'd yeah. show up with tons of fucking booze anything you want he'd fly into new york like the straight hate we did the straight hate video at manitobas in new york yeah that's what we did that you you know that spot of right course. oh yeah that oh, was yeah. my fucking living room bro yeah. i lived above manitobas i would be there every fucking night 
and uh, oh my god, a lot and, of stories. And, and, and the crazy thing about that, and like you just made a point, like the the last days of that style of the music business getting signed, which it was. Now, you also know being on a on a bigger label, um, when that when the ham when the, when the axe comes down, when they when they're not feeling you or got some other priorities, you feel that shit right away. How did that? When when did you feel the axe coming down on that? Because that that was the end of that era for a little bit till you guys started till we met up again with VOD. Right. Later. Well, 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 um, you know, all right, we'll, we'll speed it up with Blood Simple. We did some amazing tours. That first record, there was no limit. We had a sick radio team. We had that A&R guy, Damon Booth. We had everybody in our pocket. You know, it was, it was a, like I was saying, it was a good time to be in a band. We were killing it, waking up in fucking Germany, flying to England, waking up in New York City, doing the video, the guy comes, just puts the credit card down and says, and leaves. Just like, whatever, the bar is yours, whatever you got. Like, it doesn't happen like that. Yeah, like oh, this. yeah. He calls up, I'm in town, meet me at Peter Luger's. Let's go, I'm, I'm taking you guys out. Boom, we just go, take, bring your girlfriends, don't come alone. Yeah. Fucking 20 people at the fucking table. And that happened a lot. It was fucking crazy, <laughs> man. We're going to award shows, right? We're not getting anybody. Just yeah, hanging out, hell yeah. Out. You know, and uh, <laughs> a funny story. Um, <clears throat> we were invited to, I'll make this quick and then I'll, I'll, I'll go into the end. Uh, we were invited to like one of the Grammy shows. We weren't getting an award. We were just getting invited there. That's and uh, the label took us out. The same thing. Took us out to dinner. We got all fucking wasted. And uh, we go to the fucking thing. We're blown out. We're nuts. We're walking down the red carpet. I get out of the cab and I get this feeling in my mind. Like, fuck this. I don't want to fucking be here. I got in the cab. I went back downtown. Who did I run into? Ezak. Ah. Me and Ezak, it might have been Manitoba. It might have been someplace else. I don't know. And he's like, what the fuck? What's going on, man? He's like, I, I'm like, I don't know. I was just going into the Grammys. I, I didn't fucking want it. I said, fuck it. I'm coming down. He looked at me like, what the fuck what is the matter with you? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing here? Oh yeah, I know. Oh. Let me go. What are you fucking bugging? You better get over there. Oh yeah. Exactly. I, I, I think I went back, but whatever. But that was that was a funny side note. But uh, so you know, we did some crazy tours. We went on to the second record, and this is what starts to happen. Now it's starting to happen. People are starting to get laid off left and right. Our A and R guy gone. That's how it Head works. of radio gone. This assistant gone like we're going into the second record we had like 20 people on the team <clears throat> down to like nothing we go into the second record we did a ball we did a you know we did a good amount of touring we did uh family values we did a lot of this is when hell yeah was out that other yep. mundane band yep. with Vinnie paul yeah uh, you know we got to know Vinnie paul a lot more he's a big blood simple fan i got to know him a lot more on those tours but anyway cool guy but uh so we were doing some big, big fucking shows, and uh, we went to Europe, and we did a, you know, another festival run in Europe with Slayer and Alice in Chains. So Alice in Chains, that's yeah. what I was talking about. I was talking about fucking whoever I brought up before, but Alice in Chains, that's who I, because I seen the flyer for that, and I was like, yeah. yo, that's fucking, that was big, you know. I was Dude, like, we did, we did uh, Alice in Chains. It was we did we were on that festival run. We were doing all the side dates with Alice in Chains, so. You know, you do all your big festivals in Europe, and then you do your side dates. 
Our side dates was Allison Chains, Stone Sour, and Blood Simple. So, you know, you get to know the guys on the side dates because you're hanging out. Jerry Cantrell, Mike Inez, all these just super cool dudes. Easily approachable, especially Inez, because at the time the other guys were sober, Inez would be coming to us for some nips, you know, and uh, we'd be boozing it up, hanging out with him. And sure enough, big, big thing, uh, I got asked to do a song with Allison Chains, dude. It was a cancellation date. It was talked about for the whole tour. Inez like, don't worry, he's going to ask you at the next one. He'll ask you at the next one. Sure enough, it's like the last date. It was a makeup show that Axel couldn't do. So it was a makeup show, Guns N' Roses, uh, Allison Chains, Stone Sour, Blood Simple. That's it. Makeup right. show, probably 16,000 people. That morning, I'm in the bus. It was the last day of the tour. And um, I get a, uh, our tour manager comes over, Jerry Cantrell, wants you in the back room today. You're doing the song today. He wants to start rehearsing uh, We Die Young with you. That's one of their big songs yeah. off their first record. I'm Crazy. like, all right. So I start fucking getting the song together. I, get, I run over. Now I'm, I'm hanging out in the back room with them, and we're fucking, he's got his acoustic guitar. We're going back and forth doing We Die Young. Crazy. Crazy. Get out on stage, 16,000 people blow at, blow it out. The whole song with them. It's fucking that shit is it, is, is it online? That shit might be online. That's, right? that's a little harder to find, but it's up there. I know, I know for a fact the, uh, the one I did with Duff is definitely online because I've seen it. But uh, the Allison Chains one was sick. Was crazy. Yeah, that, that's fucking some big shit, man. That, all yeah. that shit. Like, you guys had a, a, a runs. Good yeah. runs, not even a run or two, and that's good. Yeah. Like to have the, that many lives with both bands, you know, it's a that's not an easy thing to do, man. Not an easy thing to do, or it, it's more than luck. It's luck, it's persistence, and it's quality. And also, when you're active, when you're in people's faces, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna see you. You can't just sit back. You know, you got to keep fucking active. You know, that's how that shit works. People don't get it. They, you know, one of the things with this business, you know, you know it. I know you know it. It's like, that's kind of like where it is almost with VOD. It's like, you want to, you got to put your whole, if you really want to put, you want, you got to do, when you do shit, it's got to be quality. Yes. And no, you're not going to get quality. You got to put your whole life into it. It's a yeah. lifestyle decision. Yep. Like Sacrifice. Place, yeah, it's sacrifice. When you're in places like us, you got to put all, you can't, you can't put shit out. You got to go all the way. It's got to be amazing or it's not fucking worth it. And you got to put your life into it. That, that's just the way it is. And uh, it shows, you it know, shows. like hard yeah. work proves, you know, people could say, oh, this band's the worst band in the world, whatever. But that band, you somebody's calling horrible, playing enough, enough and consistently, you're going to start finding the people that like you. And then you're going to find out, no, it may be horrible to you, but there's people that like it and they're going to see persistence. You're going to be in, the right place at the right time that happens by you playing being at the right, right place at the right time. That's like in, in fighting. Some people go, Oh, he got a lucky punch. No, you train for that punch. Right, you right. know, you train, you just happen to land it, but you were training hours and hours in the gym for that lucky punch. So it ain't lucky, you know, yeah. it, you know, it, there was luck involved, but you also sharpened your sword for that moment. And that's the right. same thing with being consistent and putting out quality and, thinking like that that's the shit i try to tell new bands like do what you want to do but put the quality in it you know make sure 
you know, you 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 know, you go all out because it's gonna show, and you could tell when bands take a, a shortcut. You could tell, you know. It's, no, that's you have to go all out. You gotta have something special, and you gotta you gotta fucking push it. Like we could have went out. Look, we did our run with Bod. That was more of a grassroots approach. We built it up through blood, sweat, and basically cramming it down fucking yeah. people's throats. Blood Simple was still was still the work of that, but it was quicker. And it was, you know, we had maybe had a stepping stone of VOD, but if we went out to California and sucked, they would have just said later. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now the the blood simple starts curving up. How long were you before that project got, or I don't even want to say project where that band said, okay, now, because I know then you took a little break for a minute, right? Yeah, well, there were, you know, a lot of factors involved. Um, The main thing, blood simple, you know, we were out there doing our thing. We were killing it. We were doing a lot of big tours. We were doing events sevenfold and big shows. People, like, crowded fucking venues, man. Some big festival things. But, you know, Warner Brothers is, you don't know as many people there. You know, you kind of, I think with the last tour we did, we did Family Value, like Corn. When we did the Family Values in the U.S., they started watching us a lot. Like, they, one at a time, it was funny. Like one at a time, I think Monkey was first, and then like a couple of weeks later or a week later, another guy came, and then it was Jonathan Davis and Fieldy both yeah. came to watch us. We knew something was up when that happened. Sure enough, a couple yeah. of days later, they offered us to go to Australia with them. So we went and did, we did Family Values Australia with, uh, with Corn Biohazard, which was fucking great. And I, I don't know, I don't know who else was on that, yeah. but, uh, that was awesome. Was we were biohazard. You had Bobby. Yeah. I don't. Evan was there, but I don't. I don't know if he was there on a side. I don't know if Evan was there, but you had Bobby, Billy, Danny. That was the first tour I did with Bobby, and he was so fucking cool, man. He was. He was such a. They were. It was. It was great to have them. I was starting to get in. I'm not going to go too far into it, but he, 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 we're starting. Bod blood simple starting to slip. <clears throat> I'm starting to have some problems in my own life that uh, I couldn't really walk away from anymore. So we, honest to God, we had some other tours lined up. Blood Simple might have been, you know, all right, things were starting to slide, but there was we had a whole oh, seven yeah. tour lined up. We did we did Australia. It went well. We kind of knew we maybe going to do a little bit more. There was talk of like another Hell Yeah tour. But uh, honestly, there was some shit I had to deal with in my own life, my own demons. And, rebuilding, uh, rebuilding. Rebuilding. So I honestly, I, I decided I'm done for a while. And I, I, I put the brakes on that band. And that, was, that was a, wasn't an easy thing to do. But, and, uh, but I did it. And uh, that's, that's where it's at. Yeah, and that was cool. That's where, real quick, it was cool that we ended up linking up doing the Australia shit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some of the best times on those flights. For people yeah. out there that don't know, it would be us, VOD, sick of it all, on a plane with garbage. Yeah. Like, you know, all these bad, um, 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 homeboy from um, 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 Mr. Bungle, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember on spite, I would turn up on the plane talking shit, remember? Just to see their faces of disgust. Like, look at these animals. Evan was definitely on that tour because Evan, he was talking all about his porn site and shit on one of the planes. Yeah. And really loud and going crazy. Oh, like, I yeah. remember Nick said, like, the bass, the, the guitar player, VOD, 
he like either was on the plane or walked by Evan and heard Evan yelling, I told you I wanted my fucking dick right across the front of that goddamn page. Like yelling at somebody, yeah, yelling yeah. At somebody on more, the phone. More just problems. Like, you know, yeah. I just remember being on the plane, you know, bugging out. Like, because yeah. I'm like, yo, I know I've seen her before. And they're like, yeah, it's the singer for garbage. And, you yeah. know, all of us talking shit to each other, you know, getting on the same flights. And I remember like. like Zeppelin that plane. That yeah, was like the rock plane. Yeah, it was just all yeah. of us. I was like, these people don't know what they're dealing with no. right now. But it was, it was it was cool to be out there with a lot of our people and to be like you know catered in a in a, in a good way like me you me yeah we were dude they were there was crazy treatment there but it was me you Fleischman and Craig ahead sitting down having fucking coffee like oh, every day every every day hotel gym I'd be working out Pete would fucking be next yeah. to me you know just catching up with Lou and everybody yeah. And, um, yeah, that was that was a great opportunity, and uh, it was that great. Was, yeah, that shows for us were the side dates with you guys. Yeah, those were the best. Yeah, those were great. You know, I think those were the best for all those side stage bands, where like those yeah. side shows and shit. Yeah, and um, yeah. what what's the deal now? You doing anything new? Or you were, you kind of saying something that you worked? What you got now? That's what well, you want. You know, what's going on. You know, things are good. Everything's good, and. Um, BODs, you know, we were doing some stuff. We did, since then, we did a record or so. I've actually been working on some of my own material, believe that's, it or not. Well, yeah, that's and, what I uh, want to know. What's you know, that What's that like? What's what's kind of like... Um, it's you know. definitely... It's, 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 I'll tell you this. It's dark. I wrote it. I wrote the guitars. I wrote the music on it. It's dark. It's honest. It's a little bit of a departure, you know, but, it, you know, there's a lot more singing on it. But it's definitely still, it's still me. It's fucking dark. And wow. I think it's really good. I got another guy who helps me finish the songs. Like, I got a co-writer. And um, you have I a pretty name much for got, it yet or not? I got, I got an EP's worth of shit that's real good. And you got I'm a name actually, for the project, though, yet or not yet? It's, it's probably going to be more like a solo thing. Like, that's what I'm thinking. And I think it's, you know, it's something I've always wanted to do. Although this other musicians, he's writing a lot. He's helping me write a lot, so maybe it's gonna become a duo. I don't know. Gotcha. I just know I don't want this to be a band per se. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm very close. I've actually been talking to labels, and uh, I'm pretty, pretty, almost ready to to pull the trigger with this one cat who's uh, he's got a lot of passion. Um, we're probably gonna do a couple of songs and go just release them digitally for now. Oh yeah, that's uh, how you do you know, it now. The whole COVID thing, it's not the, it's not. No one's really. I'm not finding much money out there. I don't need much because this, you know, you don't need. You know, you don't really need much. Yeah. And uh, for me, you know, like you said, I'm always, I'm an artist. I'm always creating, whether it's my work, whether it's fucking, it's my music. I don't, I don't ever stop. I might take my breaks, but this is my life, you know? And uh, I've always talked to anybody who knows me close. I've always wanted to do a, a more removed, mellower record. And I, I finally had the time yeah. to really sit down, get in front of the Pro Tools, take my time with the guitar. Because like I said, I can get my ideas down on the guitar. I can write it, and, but I need somebody that helps me bring it to the next level, like a producer. I'm not writing a fucking coffee house style record at all. Yeah, it's fucking dark. It's honest, and it's it's pro And I'm slated to go into the studio in November. And God willing, nothing crazy happens like some other yeah. crazy shutdown. Not but no you know, honestly, within a week or so, I should be the deal should be done. Hell so yeah, that's dope. And 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 
that's that's the shit. Like I'm, I got another group I'm working on too. Like I've been working on it for years. It's not hardcore either. Obviously, you hear some flavors of that. It's more like yeah. some rock shit, but it got attitude. It's got a lot of groove to it. You know, nice. it's like I tell people, it's like you know, if ACDC broke down in my neighborhood in Corona and had James Brown's drum on it, you know what yeah. I mean? It's got flavor, but it's not hard. But it's you know, you know, when 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 you, when we're thinkers. You're always thinking and your brain goes into these different pockets and you could either do something with it or not do something with it. But then uh, that's the thing. you're absolutely right. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but like for years, again, anybody who's close to me knows I write a lot of mellow stuff. And uh, a lot of my problem is I'll sit down with the guitar. I'll write a bunch of shit. Like the vocals are, are easy for me. That's my yeah. fucking trade. That's what I do, you know? So the vocals and lyrics come pretty easy. But me getting up and actually going to finish the fucking song, doesn't, it didn't happen for a long time. Yeah. And I finally would just, I have to create. I cannot sit and wait for something to happen. I, you yeah. know, I'm at a point in my career, everybody's in their own lives now. I love, and I have no beef with anybody. I, I live my life, everything's cool. And you know, the VOD guys, we're always chatting. Something's gonna happen sooner or later. Of Those, no one's gonna stop, but. Yep. I'm at a point in my career. If I'm gonna make, it's got. I gotta make it happen yep. on my own. I got. I gotta get up. I gotta go make the moves. You know what I mean? Exactly. And uh, I'm not looking to look. I fucking. I've got millions of fucking spins on Spotify. I'm not looking to reinvent the wheel. I'm not. I'm not looking to to just you know looking for the next high plane. I'm looking just to put out my art, my which yeah. is my music, and I'm gonna get it out. And I'm gonna get some success, and that's gonna be enough for me. You know, maybe yeah. maybe I'll play some shows. I'm not even thinking about that. Oh yeah, why well, think about it? Let shit happen. You know, when you kind of let just, you ride the, the you let you let the you let the the the, the energy of the uh, of the earth take over. You know, that's a, you know, it ain't no fucking weird hippie shit, but it's a fact. You know, the energy, you know, the, the world and time, and you just put. That's what I say. Put material out. That shit right. becomes its own thing. It takes on a, a form. It, it connects with people in different ways. You let it connect and you let it resonate. People got to forget. You got to connect and I'm resonate. Looking to, I'm looking to evolve and to expand my career. You know, I, I'm, nobody tells me when I'm done. I'm, I'm done when I say I'm done. And yeah. I'm always going to be a singer. I always have been. All these fucking years, I was lucky enough you know, I talk to people and they're like, your fucking band was fucking huge. Are you insane? Like I've done, I've done some amazing shit and I'm not done. I'm just exactly. I'm living my life. This is where my life is now. Yeah. And people, don't, people don't understand. It's not something we could turn off. It's who we are. It's what we do. If it's for ourselves in a house, in a home studio, or if it's for a crowd, you right. know, it's what we do. It's not like, like even with music, people are like, oh, sure. You're not, you don't have to be. Or um, go to every hardcore show to, to, to be like, oh, I'm out of it. No, that's going to be built in you. Though. All those, the way we came up, the touring, the, the men mentality of, of how we work a new band, it comes from right. a certain world. You will never change that. That's in our DNA. You know, right. and like it or not, even if we take it to another music form, another, even for business or whatever, you be yeah. executives, they're hardcore kids, and you see how they do their work. And they right. got that, that, you know, you don't, you don't, you can't change that about people like us. No, no. You know what I mean? And, but all right, you got the new shit. Everybody got to wait and look out for that. But yeah. so there is 
some new maybe VOD shit. Up. It, it will happen. It's gonna. It's gonna. I'm gonna track if everything lines up, which I'm very close to to, to locking this down. I should be in the studio in November, and then early next year, it's gonna be. It's gonna get pushed out, you know, yeah. and it'll be out. It'll be released on digital, and we're gonna build it and build it and see. You know, probably shoot a video for it and uh, take it from there. That's dope, man. You know, yeah. good luck with that shit. And you know, again, you know, when when I think when people work shit, people will have success. People don't can't just expect it. You gotta just do what you do and throw it out right. there. That's how music works. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, I've seen it with you, you guys and your crew. You know, you guys, Freddie's always doing other shit. You yeah. know, you know, Obi's done some other stuff. Isaac's e got his fucking hand in everything. Yep. You know. It's, it's he just, got his hand in my pocket sometimes. You gotta watch that guy. You know, shout out to Diablo's damn podcast. But um, no, for sure, man. And and that's the good shit. And and again, and I know, and I'm glad. Again, I like I said, I got amped when I started seeing the the VOD page go up. And I said, you know, I, that's something that I feel something's gonna pop off at whenever uh, the time's right. Yeah, no, something's gonna go down. Those guys are getting hungry, you know. And the thing with, you know, VOD, it's just, it's, it's, we're so tight. We've known each other for so long. It always seems like somebody doesn't feel like doing it. So we wind up just waiting. And then eventually, everybody, all right, let's there you go. You of know? course. And, but, but I, again, I could feel it in the air. I smell it in the air. And yeah. that's why I was like, and I was like, man, perfect band. I thought I was already booking shows for you. I was like, yo, black and blue. I got to <laughs> let Freddie know, which I'm going to anyway. Cause Joe said, Keep yeah. an eye on these motherfuckers because that's in the city. You know, yeah. you guys, you live in the city. There's no excuse. Yeah, right. I know Kennedy's around. I know airports. Yeah. People can make it there. Everybody, yeah. whatever their jobs are. You yeah. know what I mean? I got my eye on you motherfuckers because yeah. I run into you guys everywhere. But, God, um, bless. God bless. You know what's up, man. But, yo, I'm glad I got you on, man. I, I, you know, again, I was like, I had a bunch of people. And when I saw that, I always wondered for a while ago anyway, I was like, you know, I knew you were living in the city or whatever, but I was like, yo, wonder, man, he just yeah. fell off. Like, the, 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 and I know Kennedy was working at a fucking uh, a restaurant or a bar he has. Right, I know, right. I, I remember yeah. that. The last yeah. time we had talked, he had mentioned that and we were talking. Yeah. And then yeah. I run into other guys doing their thing, bugging out in certain places. Yeah. X-raying people. And, yeah. Where did you wind up? Where are you living? Now I live in South Florida. I came here maybe right. seven years ago. Same thing. My main thing was when when my when I came after my wife passed away. You know, I'm with my son, and I used to be that guy thinking, "Yeah, I want my kid." Whenever I had a kid, oh, I want him to come up like me, take a learn about. Right. And I'm like, when I had my kid, I'm like, "Fuck that!" I want to try to give him an opportunities that I didn't have, right. and. Right. You know, Florida for New Yorkers is like living in the Caribbean, you know, like it was still America. But I was like, yeah. <laughs> let me go down there and try to give him a better life, which right. he's smarter than me. He's 12 years old. So, That's you know, great. thank God, you know, for him and that. And um, but, you know, you know, same mentality working it. You know, I, I, I had the podcast a bunch of years ago and during the, and everybody was telling me to relaunch it. Right. And I was lazy because I'm not a big technical guy, but yeah, yeah. technology caught up where a gorilla like me could make it happen. And then the COVID shit said, yo, what else you gonna fucking do? Uh -huh. So now I've been working on my other band, which is called True Union. I'm gonna send you demos once I get, it. I want you to check it out. Yeah, and then I was working on, we're working on our 10th Madball album, which I still can't believe we got 10 albums, it's insane, uh -huh. yeah. 
And I can't believe that shit. And, um, you know, just, again, it's, it's either this or Robin Banks, and me and Freddie ain't trying to go to jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, music. yeah, yeah, exactly. We're doing the music, but then it, it, it gave me a chance to relaunch the, 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 the podcast, and I got to link up with old friends. Like, everybody I've had on, you're number 10, 11 since I relaunched, and it's all my boys. You know, it's all, you know, from Howie, Billy, you know, Maddie yeah. Henderson, Willie, my old band guys, you know, everybody, you know, all. That's why when I caught you, that I have a bunch of guys that I, that are on board. I said, no, I'm right. getting you before anybody gets you. And I wanted to touch base because I was like, yo, I haven't seen these guys in a minute. And um, I, tell, I, I, get, I, get my, I get involved in my life. I'm not really, a, I don't really, I'm not a social media guy. And, uh, you know, everything's good. I'm healthy. Things are good. Good. I'm, I'm a great, great frame of mind these days. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm working on shit. And my Hell heart yeah. is still alive, you know? That's good, man. Again, when you pop the new band off, you got to get on, on fucking social media. That's how this world today works. Trust me, I'm an old guy that watches the kids. We can't be those old guys that say, yo, I, I don't know what these kids are doing. We better know or else yeah. we're going to be left in the dust. You know uh, what I mean? I, you fucking manage this project, man. You know why Zoom is so easy? That, again, right. it's like I'm like a gorilla putting the square pegs in the round hole. I just bang it in, and now you press a button, and it works. Uh, Zoom is fucking great, man. I've been using, you know, everybody's yeah. been on since the whole pandemic thing, and we use it all the time for various things yeah. in my life. And uh, it's it's good. You 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 are right. It's fucking great. And uh, you know that you know to briefly touch, you know, the technology was intimidating for me. Yes. And uh, I got down, and you know, I can I can run Logic now. You know, I'm not fucking hell yeah enough, enough enough to make it happen. Yeah, I do it. I use it as a writing tool, and then that's it. You know, and the rest. I'll pay for. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I'm glad. I, I know you know you were your family. You know, I know that your family means a lot to you. Right. I know that from when you had your kid and, and yeah. even the route you took to fix things yeah. and to make things happen. And right. it's good to still see you creating the same thing. We all grew up. You know, we, we all had to do a lot of growing up. But, we, right. you know, we, we fixed ourselves. But we also... um. We also worked on the, the, the good parts of us, the creative parts, and our families helped that. They could either take you away from it or help you build on it. And guys like me and you still building off that, you know, uh, using that energy f for, for gasoline. Exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, but true. I was glad to catch you. I'm glad I got you on. I was yeah, glad to break bad. bread with you. You know what's up, man. Yeah, no, A lot of history and... I'm glad to see you guys back, and I want to see the new band, and I also want to see VOD on the Black and Blue Bowl. You, I want my cut, cause, <laughs> Freddie, I want something. I need extra VIP passes, something. But um, yo, tell all the fellas what's up. I hit you guys on the Instagram. That's why I was like, who's this? And yeah. I was talking. They go, we're all on, and I'm like, good. I'll be dropping my random yeah. shit on you guys. And um, but yo, mad love to you. Mad Thank love to the, the whole camp to your new projects to your family and all that shit and hopefully we could see you in new york soon yeah absolutely you know I mean? yo i'm here man you got my number and say hello to everybody for us good luck with you and the family absolutely say hello to all the mad ball boys when you whatever you see hell yeah absolutely you know Thank absolutely you. man and, and you know we'll keep in touch i'm glad yeah. you made it on everybody out there keep eye make him get on social media more you know um you hit the vod 
Instagram up. They're all on there. They're working that shit. And you guys are going to get VOD and you're going to get some other new shit by him and, and, the, and the rest of the fellas. Absolutely. So, but yo, good to see you, brother. And we're going to talk soon, all right? You got it. Peace Boy, out, Tim. You. you got Hell it. Hell yeah. Later. Be safe. We'll talk. I'll talk.